relationship with a the therapist is always going to be the X factor. That's going to be the at the the source. So research, there's so much research around you know CBT and so forth, um, and other and, and efficacy of you know different models of, of therapy. Ultimately, they always say it's about a relationship with a relationship with a the therapist is the crucial aspect in doing good work. Um, so. Thank you, and thank you for having me back on uh, again. Much appreciated. So, my name is um, Kwame Poku. I'm a um, psychotherapist counsellor um, and, and counsellor, and I've been practicing for kind of like 15 years now, working with, with people from different backgrounds. Um, but definitely, over the last three or four years, I've noticed an increase in um, clients who are kind of um, African Caribbean. Um, and it's really, it's really kind of heartening as well to see that a lot more people are open to the idea of, of um, looking at looking at, looking at themselves and healing their emotional wounds. That's it, really. Okay, that's 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 great. Um, you know, and I, I'm just so glad that we've got you here today. And um, I wanted to kind of come from this um, area of you know racism and mental health. Yeah. Uh, primarily because you know there's a massive story going around you know as we i'm sure we've all heard of it i haven't got a tv so i have not been able to watch it but i've seen clips and heard bits and what have you about megan markle and the racism she experienced and her mental health and i don't want to kind of harp on that because it's everywhere and really i really want to look at you know systemic racism and how it affects us the normal ordinary person you know in the, in in britain and um i know you've done extensive work so yeah i, I and I, I know you've done a paper and i'm going to pull bits from there and just share and get you to kind of elaborate so yeah okay. do you want to kind of can you give us a yeah give us a sort of some you know a, a sort of breakdown or a, a, you know on mental health and racism how it affects us um i think the on, it affects us on many different levels. Obviously, there's a, a there's a, a personal level, individual level. There's the collective level, and there's the kind of as I say, at the social group, um, and then and then there is the the societal aspect of it as well. And um, and uh, and in a way, it's it's the the this what's happening with kind of Meghan and Harry is really another reminder of our of our collective experiences um around race and racism um the aspect of denial the aspect of cognitive dissonance that seems to come up for a lot of, for, for a lot of um of people let's let's say um kind of white white people in, in, in as a social group in relation to believing or even particularly for somebody like Piers morgan not saying that going out of his way to say i don't believe what i'm being told and and there's this thing of denial of cognitive dissonance um, and it's also reflective of the experiences as of black people as a social group in terms of over the years because obviously this is not new but it's over the years when 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 we share stories of of discrimination of of unfair of unfair treatment there's always this thing of where is the evidence? Where is the proof? Where is the, evidence? Where is the proof? So to, 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 to the constant denial and there's the constant mental gymnastics that are done to 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 not hear our story or or, or not to empathise with our pain. 
and so there is that aspect of it as well but it's also that sense of from from i say from from um from us as, as black people is is the constant idea of having to prove our to almost like almost to, to, to prove our, our our pain to prove our story um and what that does to a person's sense of self if you're if if your your story and your pain is, is constantly denied um but it's also that idea of of how much how much should we go out of our way to seek validation to seek acknowledgement because in terms of okay if if they don't if they don't hear our pain or or or, or accept our story doesn't mean that it doesn't exist so there is this thing of of how much validation do we need as well um but, but ultimately we we know our truth so so part of it is also this constant dance that we have with kind of variety of 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 wanting them to to acknowledge our pain of wanting them to 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 kind of believe us um and that as well can be very very draining yeah i mean absolutely and and again you know bringing in that um, very popular story it just shows that it doesn't matter how high you get into you know into society you are still open to that and like you said the the disbelief and what have you um i just wanted to okay look at a, a just pull a piece from your paper psychologically yeah. the impact on black people can be very profound through the emotions that are stimulated such as anger sadness resentment powerlessness and hopelessness one of the significant effects of racism is the chronic stress um, experienced due to the micro and macro aggressions in the form of disrespect insult and other forms of subtle or explicit attacks and that's the thing isn't it it's like you you know it's like when it's sort of the overt where you know we, we saw with um what happened last year that really disgusting sad situation with yeah. george floyd it's like you know people can kind of like oh my god yes but when it's the sort of you know the things you can't see but you feel um it's almost like what you just said there you know um prove it how can you you know what what are you talking about and yes and that can you know like you say lead to a lot of stress because you're not being heard you're not being believed you're going through something you know it's real but because you can't identify it in a physical way you're just let and and it you know this can happen to someone who's who's maybe married into a family or someone who's working in a you know in a in an area where they're the only person of color so can you yeah. talk to us about that as well yes i think the because we know um over the years there's been so many reports around you know disproportionality and and, and systemic racism one of the one of the uh, one of the more recent reports was one done by um david lammy and there, and there's been other ones that had looks at all across society so obviously stuff around um criminal justice system around employment um in terms of even black graduates and you know the the the, the unemployment rates amongst amongst black black graduates and um and, uh, and in terms of black people in general and if you're working how much you're underpaid by um, so there's there, across all kind of factors of all levels of society there's, there's there is this systemic systemic racism and uh, discrimination that has an impact on, on our ability to to thrive um which is obviously um either getting a job if you get a job it's promotion or your ability to get promoted um compared to compared to your peers uh, or white peers i should say um 
so there's this level of 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 um, chronic stress that comes with all all, all all of these things as well as obviously the old adage that we talk about in terms of you have to work twice as hard so um to, to get to get half as far so even even if let's say even if it's not necessarily 100 true in your particular um work environment because you have that mindset because you, you have you have you have a lot of black people that, that almost are overworked that, that become overqualified um because they feel as though unless i have all my ducks in a row unless i have all these things i won't even get looking so there's also so that creates a, a, a stress in itself as well um there is that imposter syndrome that can, that can kick in there's a fear of fake there's fear of failure the fear, fear of fear of success in terms of um I, i'm always having to um justify almost like my position always having to make sure that i don't fail because any sign of weakness might be used against me um so there's all these things that happens across so many aspects of our lives that that create chronic stress this is on top of living you know living as a as a, as a human being in in, in in let's say in, in in this country where you've got your bills to pay you've got family you've got kids all the other everyday stuff but aspects of race is always another it's always a, an, an additional layer that the other people don't have to deal with um and and this is what this, this is what creates that that element of stress that can have an impact on people's mental and physical health yeah i'm, I'm just looking at a, a, another section in your paper where you say yeah. belgians of african descent are more educated than the country's average population about a third of all belgians are educated to degree level while some 60 percent of afro belgium belgium are four times more likely to be unemployed and that sounds you know that sounds really bad but it you know who, who doesn't know people who's gone for that who's highly educated done everything by the book exactly and, you know they can't get the job that they're they trained in in and they have to, have to do other things instead um, and, and the reason why that segment because um i was asked to write um this article for a belgian magazine so i kind of did a little bit specifically to Belgium but also also the article t- talks about experiences of black people and 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 and, and, and migrants across Europe and Europe-wide these things are all are, are all the same if you particularly in terms of you know the, the experiences of of um, French of uh, French Africans um, if you go to Portugal you find variations of it if you keep so if you go all parts of Europe being of, of then often 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 tells you being at a certain point of, of the social economic ladder often often it tells that you're exposed to, to to stress due to um systemic discrimination so um quite often as much as we also tend to look at after at our, at our at, um, american cousins we also almost have, also have to find more um affiliation with um other people of of african descent in in, in europe because because it's like this 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 plenty of people um going through some experiences in europe and and also i think i think i think it'd be good for us to, to form alliances um with that as well rather than always sometimes jumping across to america all the time mm-hmm. so uh, let me see if i hear are you saying that people should you know like kind of form alliances with each other across so that you've got like a global group of people of color yeah but like black people africa of african descent who yeah, are able think, to kind of help each other out and 
you know, maybe sort of give tips and, and aid on, you know, whichever way they can. Yeah, is that kind of... Yeah, more, that too. But also, I think I think we, we tend to... I think in the UK, we, we tend to kind of identify, I feel sometimes over-identify with the struggle that happens in in America. Okay, yes, um, I'm with you, yeah, yeah. Um, and, that's, and not to say that it's not it's not important, but mm. also that's, it's also the fact that our European cousins are also going through similar things and they're closer to home and it's like, and we can easily, also easily find former alliances with them as well. And um, obviously, the aspect of, of History, but also which um, might come into 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 play because um, if uh, in terms of, of French Africans, uh, kind of Afro Afro Germans, Afro Italians, there might be a language barrier, yeah, yeah. Spanish, Portuguese, all these things. But ultimately, we are going through the same the same, the same experience in, in different ways. Yeah, that makes so much sense because it, it's true. It sometimes it is a little, you know, obviously, you know, like you say with our American cousins. We definitely feel and empathise with them. But as you've just said, you know, our experience, our situation is a bit different and is definitely more similar to what people are experiencing in other parts of Europe. So I, I hear you on that. And what would you say, how can people kind of, you know, where would you say they should start to maybe have that conversation? Um, I think for, for me personally, obviously, because... Um, I have I'm English speaking, so therefore I gravitate towards um, kind of English speaking countries. But also being being African, being Ghanaian, and being surrounded by kind of French African countries, also have 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 affinity with with um, with let's say my, my 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 francophone brothers and sisters as well. So I think first and foremost is just in your social network. It says actually expanding because that's the way that I've I've been able to expand my. Openness and, and understanding is, is expanding my social my social relationships and actually having p- uh, friends who are outside of you know b- Black British culture. Right. So that that sort of common shared shared common experience and it opens up a conversation and you know you then have allies is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. Yeah. And you also realise that things that there's things going outside of your immediate kind of peripheral vision of let's say London or Birmingham or Manchester yeah. or, just, or just or just the UK um, and I think I think and I think that forming having friendships outside of your that kind of social your your kind of comfort zone of, 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 of social relationships is very very powerful because it, it does give you a different perspective it does open your eyes in terms of how how other people are are, um, are, are living and what other people are going through what I want to ask you um, is obviously there's several generations here in in the UK. What is it? What is what's the different? What's young people experiencing now, say in schools and colleges and university, that um, older people might not necessarily, you know, um, relate to or understand? Or what is going on now in racism? Because I feel it always morphed. It morphed from you know, back in the 40s, 50s, 60s to what we experienced in the 70s, 80s, 90s. And what would you say is is the main thing that you're finding with your clients, your young clients? Uh, to, to, with, with my younger clients, I mean, my, let's say my clients who are in the 20s and, and 30s, I think a lot of them are still going through um, this, the same issues around, you know, navigating 
um, the workspace, particularly when 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 it's, it's um, when they are very much a, a minority in that space, um, is navigating it in terms of you know um, imposter syndrome. Is navigating it in terms of how do you become how do you be assertive without being seen as aggressive, um, and so in that sense, it's nothing. It's not. It's not. It's this. It's still. It's still the same issues. But I think it's maybe it's a mindset of, okay, how do I address this now? How do I tackle this? Um, maybe in the past there was more of a mindset of surviving it and kind of keeping your head down and getting on with it. Now more people, more and more people are wanting to challenge and to be, to be a bit more vocal. So there is more as the more for um, a desire to 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 challenge. Systemic issues now is what, is what I guess is, is the main thing that I'll take from from has been a difference between now and maybe the past. So the the same types of racism that we would have experienced back in the um, earlier you know other generations is yeah. just the approach that the young people are taking. Um, yeah. As we saw last year, you know they were very vocal, very you know out there, and definitely you know wanting to be heard. Yes. Um, are they getting the support? from the previous generations that they need or that do they do they feel that they're on their own to be honest with you it's it's always um these things that is 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 it depends on the person's situation it depends on a lot of a lot of these situations it's about what is your what is your your support network like what what is the social circle like um because this is where those kind of um, relationship coming to their own because if you've got a good support network, you can bounce ideas of people. You can you can get you can get um, suggestions of people. You can get kind of tips. Of, okay, it's tips of, as to how you navigate certain situations. So, um, as much as there's, lo- there's there's loads of books out there. There's like a book called Slay in Your Lane. There's other books, other other similar books around you know dealing with microaggressions. All those things can be very removed, can, can seem can seem very very removed from that person's life. So it's really about what who who you have around you, so that when you're going through something, you can reach out and you can and you can kind of talk it through. You can get you can get support, whether it's just a vent uh, or you know actually this is this is a situation that you might need to go go to union about. This is this is a situation that you might need to you know challenge them on, or this is how you kind of talk to your line manager. In a particular way, this is how you know. This is how you 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 retain evidence. Make sure that make sure that you document um, what's been happening and all these kinds of things. So, so there's things around practical advice, as well as just social emotional support as well. Yes, yeah, so so much going on there, um, as you've just said. And you know, I want to kind of ask you. Um, want to ask you because it seems as though you know a lot of people. You know, some people are saying, "Yeah, we're talking about it," and you know, it, it's it's more out there in the mainstream. And other people are saying, "Now we've had these conversations in the past; it's still the same old thing." What would yeah. you say? Do you feel that we're having a different narrative, um, not just among ourselves, but in the the mainstream? Are we are, are we? Is it more? Accept, socially acceptable to say yes racism exists are people hearing or is it the same is it just the same old rhetoric that happened in the past and you know nothing's really changed or would you say things have changed in terms of at least having a conversation i think there is i mean if you it's always like if you look back over passages of time 
they, you can say that things things have improved. In, in to, um, so if you look at if you if you are you know from the seventies or eighties to 2010 you can't it's very hard to say things things haven't progressed in some in some way um however you know it's all added as well as like different times but still things are still the same like let's say we're still dealing with the same, with the same, the same kinds of problems but it looks like they're different then and then and then now there's there's that there's more mechanisms to to try to deal with it there might be more 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 legal avenues to to deal with it um but quite often it's the 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 tools to, 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 to deal with things may be a bit more um, abundant. However, the, the, the core issues remain the same, which is which is systemic, systemic racism and 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 racism in terms of attitudes in society. Um, if those things aren't fundamentally addressed, if those things aren't fundamentally ironed out within within society, we keep we keep coming back to the same thing again and again. Similarly with patriarchy. And, obviously, and and recently as well, the, the topical issue of violence against women. Um, so all these things is, is, is a it's a reflection of the society. So if if there's no fundamental um, measures deal to, to to address these core issues, then of course it's going to perpetuate. Of course there's going to be intergenerational aspects of it as well. So. As much as uh, I know, I know we're kind of shifting it, but you know, people might say you can now go to the police. There's now, you know, things around stalking. There's still there's things around harassment. There's things around hate crime. Those are all trying to regulate behaviour, but there's no fundamental action to deal with the underlying root causes. Yeah, and you know, coming to with you saying that this is the thing in your paper, you talk about all the different areas that it affects our thinking, our emotions, our body, our behaviour, our relationships. And have you got any? Have you got any sort of um, advice on how people can manage? You know, take care of them, themselves because, as you just said, you know, on a deeper level, you know, they can deal with the external, the behaviour. But what about the deep thinking and those micro, you know, aggressions that are still impacting, affecting people? Um, and I think it, I think from more remember as well that that from the, the article I wrote was that again, there's many different levels of um, resourcing yourself. So part of it is first and foremost your kind of your mental and your physical well-being. It, Finding opportunities to connect to connect with with other people. Um, there's also finding find opportunities to expel energy, to expel anger, to expel aggression. Um, so there's so, so there's a mind body aspect of it as well in terms of um, having 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 healthy outlets for what you're going through. Um, and quite often we talk about microaggressions. And 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 solutions to microaggressions quite quite often it's also about you can't fight every battle. So if you can't fight every battle, then what what do you do with the with the ones that you can't fight? So it means that you're holding on to it. So you have to find so you have to find ways of having um, an a, a healthy outlet, which is maybe just to again talk to a friend, have have opportunity to vent, just not for not for have a, a solution oriented conversation to say oh. Just to, just to get it out. Um, depending on the situation, again, it might be okay. So, what actions do I need to take, and and, and who can who can best support me in this? Do you do you is it, is it a workplace support network? Is it is it a social kind of um, 
kind of like a pressure group or something is it do, do i do i do i become um politically um active so so that i can I can channel my 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 anger and my passion into something positive um so so all these things are are dependent on the situation and it's almost like there's there's no one side before so this is where you the, we as people have to be very um, more self-aware more attuned into how we're thinking and feeling and therefore what do we need so sometimes it might just be we just need to kind of just switch off and just to unplug for a while and just to just just to have time for for ourselves other times we, we, we actually might need some action we might do something to 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 kind of to, to channel um our our frustration and, and, and anger so it's hard to really say this to be prescriptive but ultimately it comes down to self-awareness and what you need um for yourself yeah and i just quickly want to ask you as well is as you said earlier on um you, you kind of touched on you know violence against women so I'm, I'm thinking, okay, there's already racism out there and yeah. women are also, you know, obviously black women, you know, um, have got that, got the, the violence on, on top. And, you know, not even just in, in what's happening with women, but even again with black people, you yeah. know, face the same, it, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's natural issues and problems that people face, race, um, relationship breakdowns fight you know maybe losing their job look what look what happened with um covid last year with the black the the lockdown and everything so there's all those things that happen to everybody but then on top of that there's all this other stuff that black people are always going to have you know with racism and what have you again how you know what it's 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 just so much isn't it so again i just yeah what um, and that's the thing that can be, that's in terms of mentioning a sense of powerlessness and, and helplessness, and that can be, if that's the feeling that you're also being left with, then it, it shows that there's the aspects of maybe feeling a little bit burnt out by everything that's happening or feeling, feeling very overwhelmed. And there might be aspects of, of, um, of, of kind of like trauma because is it's been like when it's been like it's all too much, and it, and 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 it's a and it's a persistent feeling. There is there is there is for me there is a need to kind of really evaluate um, what the person what you're going through, um, what what you've been exposed to, what's your what's your environment, what's your, what's your support like, because um, that's that's quite quite like a, a tentative aspect of it as well. Feeling that kind of burnt out, and I think in my in working with people privately, particularly since um, George Floyd, the, the killing of George Floyd, that when there was a, a, a significant um, interest in therapy from from uh, black people. Um, because the COVID, a lot of people thought th- thought that it might be COVID, but COVID was, wasn't necessarily, that wasn't necessarily a trigger for a lot of people, but the, the George Floyd killing and and, 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 and a kind of, kind, of, kind of conversations about racism really, really really led to became a catalyst for in my experience for more black people seeking therapy because it tapped into a lot of people's unprocessed experiences in terms of like i said a lot of people kind of had normalized racism as that is what we yeah um and it kind of created a uh um it created a perspective to actually know 
actually I'm, I've been through so much and, and actually that deal with this. it's not just it's, it's not it's not it's not normal and I think that's a sign as well where a lot of unhealthy behaviors have been normalized and, and we also, as a group as a social group have accepted it as normal but it's not normal it's it's, a, it's, a, it's a expected and there's nothing and that's just how it is there's nothing that we can do about it as a, as a, as a social group so, so that again brings us back to the young people with our young people not seeing it like that not accepting it thinking you know well i'm not putting up with that it's a good thing and and having a conversation um as we are and people coming to you um for therapy that's a really good sign isn't it and yeah um, yeah yeah well, um, I, well, I, want, I want to ask you about another um portion in your paper the risk yeah. is doubled in black migrants to white countries and the, and the risk is increased again in their children it seems that it is not about migration alone or being black it is about being black in a white country the rate of serious mental illness is in in the caribbean and in africa is not high so what i what i'm hearing there is that this is really around in you know black people in in european countries rather than going back to africa or the caribbean and seeing these types of um mental um health issues yeah yes and what um aspect of what i was i was i was, I was guessing that as well is the aspect of in a sense um racial socialization is that quite often when there is kind of like the first generation um there, there can be a significant difference between them and the parents attitude to the country so uh, it's like when you know when um the small acts serious and they're talking about the, 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 the education system and it's like one of the parents might be you know just go to school work hard just get kind of kind of just get on with it while what and also there, there there's an assumption around let's say the benevolence of of, of um, white teachers that all know that these teachers have your best interests at heart they just want to educate you so so just that like, kind of to kind of just do what do do what you're told and and, ev- and everything will be fine while the children are saying actually no this teacher has been like this to me this teacher has not been fair to me this teacher is 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 you know it's not it's not it's not um, it's not treating me fairly there's 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 there can be a disconnect there so so the so the kids are going through these kind of um, harsh experiences however they're still not getting the progress of food so so then what do they do what what like like who, who, who so who can they turn to um in dealing with this and also the the younger you are the less kind of um cognitive abilities you have to actually deal with stress because you actually your body is still growing your body is still maturing so actually you don't you know you don't necessarily have the the full the full foundations to deal with and 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 to be resilient so it's a, like a double whammy as well um but that was what i was kind of alluding to as well is the fact that that um in the new generations it can be there can be the same level of exposure to 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 to, to, to racism but how the support that they have as well as the the ability to, to to deal with it can be very can be very limited as well because they can be stressed within the home because of the generational differences just the fact that yes. you know, um so, so so in the home they can be stressed because of that and then outside the home, there's, there is that kind of toxic environment as well that can be, again, 
harmful as well. So it's almost like whether whether it's a respite. And, and you, say, you you talk about that a little bit at the end there, where you sort of say it's so important for um, people to get the help because you know that way it doesn't infiltrate and go into the home and you know affect how you behave in relationships and or, or behave towards your family. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, and also they're kind of trying to break into intergenerational cycles because quite often it's, if racism is let's say if racism isn't is an assault on you on, on on your sense of self and it makes you feel less than and you and you actually and you actually come to believe that you will unwittingly then pass that on down to the next thing. So in terms of that sense of that um, inferiority complex, so that's where that's where the danger is that that the, that the the projection through racism is actually internal so I'm, I'm talking very therapeutic here but the, the the projection of racism is actually taking it's internalized and actually and actually come to believe what 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 has been is been is been put into you that 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 you're not good enough that you are do you that, that that you are somehow less than that somehow you know that, that somehow you're not capable so part of it is that there can be a glass ceiling that is put is, is kind of over you but then also there's a part of there's also there's a part of of that glass ceiling that is it, that's internal so you so you're thinking okay i won't go for this this, this, this opportunity because surely i'm not good enough or or, or um, if i get it i won't i won't i won't be i won't kind of succeed over the long term so so there's there's all these aspects of the subtleties of racism is, is actually how much you come to believe about yourself Yes, self-esteem and our self-worth, as you say, there is very much affected by the way we get treated, on a you know, as on a mass by by, by yeah. others. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I, I mean that that is that is a big problem, and you know, as much as it affects us mentally, you also mention that it affects our our health and and now the the behaviours we might have in terms of how we deal with stress we may do deal with stress in a way that is going to bring about you know health challenges physical health challenges like maybe what we you know food what have you and and other behaviors yeah again it's, yeah can you can you touch on that a little bit more oh i was just going to say like on uh, i said on a as a social group like we we have so many sources of so, sources of stress and discrimination um, that it can be so easy for us to be to be purely in survival mode because we we kind of get because 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 we are getting assaulted on so many levels and in direction. So that's where it's also very very kind of incumbent on us as a social group to ensure that as much as we are uh, fighting a good fight, that we're not stuck in survival mode, but actually we give ourselves the opportunity to love, to to have joy, and and to thrive. Um, and I think I think that's the that's the, that's also the, also the other side of it as well because in this conversation it can feel as though like like we just need to we just we just we just need to be in survival mode and and we just survivors in life but actually to ensure that we we find ways to thrive um, and 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 that can that can be through some again that can be through so many different sources on on an individual level tapping tapping into things that bring you joy. Um, on a social level, on on a group level, it's also kind of being with like-minded people to do things that again are 
healthy or wholesome um, and positive. Um, and 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 I think so. So I think it's important for us not to be just in, in activist mode twenty four seven, which is which which is very easy when when we're talking about you know issues around racism and and um, systemic discrimination. So, well, I've forgot, forgot your question as well, but no, I love what you're saying there because um, I definitely feel self-love, self-care is very important. And one of the things um, I was going to ask you a little bit earlier on was, um, you know, stress, stresses, and some in our community we can tend to put ourselves through so many things. You know, like sometimes it can, especially for women, women can yeah. get caught up in all sorts of. Um, activities you know I, I have to do this you know for the family and put themselves last on the list yeah um, are you seeing a lot of that in coming through in terms of your um clients and also what tips what 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 can you say to help people who maybe are overdoing it you know they're not giving themselves that you, you talked earlier on about being burnt out and and maybe you know in a in a sort of state of stress most of the time because how in how bad is that for the body to be in constant stress day in day out day in day out stress is stress is one of the biggest things of, of, of um, that causes health whether it's um kind of unprocessed trauma whether it's um kind of situational stress anything that's chronic it's almost like you are you know it, you know the thing about the that that the light that burns that burns brightly burns itself out very very quickly um so if you are on 100 percent all the time that the body's not in sense the body's not designed to be to operate at that level you can do that for short periods of time so really stress is okay or relatively okay over a short period of time but anything that's persistent and and um and ongoing those are the things that are likely to to lead to to, to ill health because because the body's overworked and it's not necessarily find ways to, to regulate itself um and it's 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 um i mean i, I kind of go as as a tangent in terms of when, when we talk about trauma and trauma and how trauma is is, is um impacts the body is because quite often it can trigger almost like the nervous system to be hyperactive um or and or or to be in a state of of hypervigilance so if you are always feeling as though you're under attack in some way, so therefore you 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 need to be on guard. How how then do you switch off and how then do you do you relax? So that's these are the things that lead to chronic stress. Um, ultimately, as well, if you've got a lot of situational pressure, like you know finances, relationship, um, job insecurity, or looking for a job. Um, all these things, if that if it creates stress over a long period of time, again that has a that has an adverse impact on the on the mind and body. So at some point that can lead to you know high blood pressure. That can lead to um, you know kind of irritable bowel syndrome for some people. That can headaches for some people. That can lead to you know tension, just ten, just holding tension in people's jaws in people's necks. That sense so there is this constant um, kind of like stress and tension that builds up in the body. So that then, then, then that leads to, you know, this, this, this ease disease. So, um, so that's why stress is different. Stress is, is, is such a big label, but it's always about unpacking what's going on underneath. 
what's what is that person's experience what is going on for what's happening in that person's life and and and, and how can they address it um as best as possible so, so yeah, so much there, isn't it? And um, I, t- I totally agree that you have to find a way to kind of, you know, let go of some of the do what you can. Would you prescribe meditation as, you know, as a as a form of um, alleviating stress as a tool? It's yes. I mean, meditation as an ongoing practice is is I, I think is very very helpful. So um it's something that i've done over the years myself so so i've got personal experience of it um at the same time it's not a substitute for different types of work so meditation so if you're going through trauma doing meditation is not going to heal the trauma um however it will support you in, in doing the work that you're doing um in the long term for your overall health and well-being meditation yoga uh, you know, kind of, kind of, uh, kind of Pilates, or just exercising regularly. Uh, all those things help with the with the mind body connection, and particularly stuff like meditation and yoga and, and, and Pilates and stuff. It's, it kind of increases the mind body connection. But anything like that, kind of physical activity, movement, all those things are great for the body, and therefore it has a positive impact on the mind as well. Um, and then that's that's one aspect of well being. And then there's aspects of, you know, if you've got emotional wounds, if you've got things in the past that are still reverberating in terms of how it influences, how you see yourself as a person, how you form relationships, how you deal with stress, then that also needs to be tackled separately. So, you know, what I'm hearing is, okay, there is, um, there is this thing out there, racism, that is causing stress to a lot of people. Um, <clears throat> and... There is the, you know, the, the the sort of human the human struggle that everybody, you know, goes through. Yeah. Would you say, um, Kwame, that it's probably really imperative, or you know, for most people in the black community to have some to take, you know, to have some form of um, therapy. Um, I know that's that's kind of like the almost the fashion of the moment. Um, but honestly, it's, I think everyone, and so I'm, I'm not saying this in general, that everyone will probably find it useful. The thing with, with therapy in particular is that because it's something that you are at the center of, it's not something that can be done to you. You, the person has to be really ready for it. The person has to be kind of to the point to say, I want to do this. I want to do this work. Um, either proactively because I want to be, you know, um, I want to thrive and I want to kind of deal with with things that maybe might be weighing me down, or I've got emotional wounds, psychological wounds that I have never dealt with, um, and it's and it's and it's um, impacting on my ability to to I'm stuck in it's leaving me stuck in survival in survival mode. So I, so I need to address this. Um, for myself, or maybe for my for my relationship, for my relationship with my kids, I need to I, I need to do this work. So again, the person has to be ready to say I want to do this work because it can is a very um, it's a very challenging process, particularly when we're, when we're dealing with childhood issues, when we're dealing with 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 trauma. Um, it can be very very challenging because it can really um, sh- kind of influence um how you see 
almost like your loved ones, particularly uh, maybe parents, maybe siblings, maybe your your your, your partner. So it's it's you have to be ready for it, and, and and that's the thing as well. So that's why, as much as everyone probably will find it useful, um, it there has to be it has to be at, at, at the right time in that person's life. Yeah, I I hear you on that. And, you know, some people might feel, well, you know, I read self-help books, I've got a good, um, you know, got people around me that I talk to, my family or what have you. Um, what would you say is a distinction between, you know, that, because I think that that is good and, and important, but what would you, would you still, would you still say that, would you say that's enough or would you say uh, that coupled with, you know, some form of therapy, if you've got trauma or, you know, anything like that, it would, would help because... You know, sometimes, you know, people have, there's still a thing around therapy, even though, like yeah. you said, a lot of people are coming forward now. And that's the thing as well. What kind of age groups are coming forward more, you know, now? Is it everybody, every age group, or is it younger people, or a mixture of both? It's, to be honest with you, I think when you're working in private practice, you, you have a certain, let's say, client group that kind of gravitates towards you. So... For me, it tends to be kind of like late twenties, thirties, forties. Other therapists might might have age group where it's going to be forties and fifties. So, yeah. So, so that's the thing. So it's hard for me to say that it's only one set of people because it, it depends on your kind of like your your, your specialism personally on on you as a person. Because again, people might see me and feel that okay i can relate to this person a bit more so i'll say for me that that age group gravitates towards me as clients while other people other 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 kind of demographics will, will, will gravitate towards them um but overall there is more openness to seeking therapy there's more conversations about it there's a more acknowledgement that it's needed uh couples whether it's family whether it's individuals so that's the that that's the heartening thing about it is that it's 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 across the board more people are are, are open of it and and are accepting of, of others as well seeking it um so it's like it, that's what makes it also less of, less of less of a taboo as well um in terms of going back to the other question around self-help books um i think those are all you it's sort of like self-help books podcasts you know youtube stuff those are all those are all useful useful bits of i think that they're all useful depending on the context and the situation ultimately is working with a professional is not the same because particularly working in psychotherapy you're working with people's unconscious you're working with people's very deep um habits thoughts and feelings that quite often they're not fully aware of yet it's very difficult for um, for self-help books to come kind of like to help to unlearn things and learn new things, new ways of doing. Because quite often things are triggered by by relationships, because relationships are to be the source of a lot of people's vulnerability, a lot of uh, fragility, a lot of um, defensiveness around you know being hurt and and and, see, and seeking to, to um, protect themselves. So what I say for in 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 many ways is that the information that we get from um self-help books is useful but quite often that's quite cognitive it's almost like you know that the whole um iceberg, um, iceberg theory so 
So the self-help books and podcasts and stuff like that, it quite often are about the part of the iceberg that you can see. Yeah. Yeah. And and therapy is about the part that you can't see. Um, And quite often is that is that when you work, what I'll say is that when you work in when when you work and do a certain amount of work in therapy, you're now you're more able to take on the information that that you are you, that 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 you can obtain through self help and podcasts and stuff like that because that's more of the cognitive part because the the part that sometimes may not be fully um, people may be fully aware is the fact that when you are stressed or or you become distressed emotionally it's almost like your brain goes offline so uh, all the information that you read about you know. Like these are the the ways that the, the tips and strategies of how to deal with certain situations. All that goes out of the window. You go back and under emotional stress, you go back your core, your core um, foundations, your core your your core coping strategies. So if, the, if if work hasn't done, hasn't been done on that, then you go back to that same place uh, because your your thinking goes offline and you go back to your to your emotions and your emotional reactions. Wow. You know, does that make sense? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So definitely, you know, it can be as I I think what you're saying is those things can be used as a support alongside the help that you'll get from a professional who's going to go into the deeper side of, you know, because a lot of the times people are not always even conscious of the thing that is running their life and taking them in a direction they don't want to go. Um, yeah, perfectly. And, and, and I think maybe another way of putting it is that quite often, you know, we talk about um, if, if it was easy to almost read a book and, 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 for, and for that to sort your life, nobody would be, nobody would be overweight. Nobody, no, no, nobody will be unhealthy. Nobody will, everybody will be in perfect relationships because you can read all those things in books about how to have, you know, good relationships and how to, how to be, um, you know, have, how to be a great public speaker and how to be all these things. Like if, if it was purely about information or obtained from a book or from, or from a podcast, nobody will be, everybody will, will be sorted. But it's the fact is that it's, it's, it's more than just that. It's more than just information repeating hearing information and and, and and taking on board you have to learn to embody it and quite often is that when you've been through adverse childhood experiences there's a lot of things that um to potentially keep people safe which is you know how do i protect myself from 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 people how do i, how do I protect myself from the world um, these strategies become stuck in from from the past so they were they were useful for a particular point in our lives, but quite often we kind of transport them into our adult into our into our adult lives, which aren't, aren't relevant anymore. Um, so the unconscious plays more of a role in our life than than our cognitive side. Of. So you know, Kwame, um, we're down to the last few minutes because I've got. Um, another interview after this at 10.30 so what I would like is for you to really just um, I mean you've given so many gems so many gems but um, I just want you to kind of just um, share with you know with anybody who's out there struggling 
um, and who might be listening to what you're saying and saying, you know, that sounds good, but, you know, can it work for me? And if people want to, you know, maybe have a consult, could you do consultations and things like that? I do. I did. I did do consultations and consultations like a lot of other therapists. Some some therapists would do fifteen minutes of their phone. Some people would do half an hour. Um, you know, kind of like face to face or Zoom call. But now, like this week, like this week, online only. Some people do telephone. So, um, for I mean, I'm 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 always happy to take um, you know, like e- emails and and um and questions around. Where, where can I go to or, or turn to? Um, at the moment in time, I don't have capacity for new clients because, um, in a way, because it's been quite busy. So, um, but if anyone has any questions and and um, if they can't find any answers online, I'm, I'm always I'm always open to, to having a phone conversation or or, or, or an email or, or email exchange um, to, to to kind of signpost people. Yeah, and could you could you then? Um just give a, a brief outline of what people should be looking for in in ideal because as you said you know different people gravitate towards different people what should people be looking for in their ideal um you know therapist to be honest, because the way i work i always i always say the the relationship with the therapist is always going to be the x factor that's going to be the at the the source so research there's so much research around you know cbt and so forth or, um and other and, and efficacy of you know different models of, of therapy ultimately they always say it's about a relationship with the relationship with the therapist is the crucial aspect in doing good work um so part of it i mean there's practical aspects of the therapist in terms of you know um their experience um the the what 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 issues you're looking to address and making sure that they're competent in that um for for, for black people again it's like are they are they particularly if, if it's non-black person they're racially they're racially competent they're culturally competent um do, do, feel, do we do you feel comfortable talking about all aspects of yourself including race that's, that's another aspect of it as well um well, ultimately is that they'll say is um you know find what let's say two or three therapists or three or four therapists get in touch with them um have a have a, a consultation um or have a some sort of exchange with them and see who you feel more com- who, who you feel most comfortable with that's 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 always going to be what what i would i i recommend as well there's, there's lots of information around you know checking out the credentials and talking about the experience i mean um I said insurance and blah 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 but ultimately once you kind of get all of that stuff out of the way is who you feel mo- most comfortable with and ensuring that they have appropriate experience to help you deal with the things that you are seeking to address and that's through just asking them and and kind of seeing how they respond and 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 also how they make you feel um if people go on to people interested in therapy there's uh, like again i was always talk about um barton which is a black african and asian therapy network and and they've got a directory f- for um black and you know, um, uh, asian asian therapists and they also have inform um sources of, of of information to say this is what this is what you should look out for these are some of the questions that you should ask a, ther- a prospective therapist so there's a lot of practical information on there that people can can also use as well to, to, to help to help to help guide them. 
what's, what can you can you pronounce that uh, can you say that again i know it's a is it, is it like um the letters b- barton yeah, what you say barton. so it's b-a-a-t-n and it stands for black african and asian therapy network um, so it, it's 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 the I always recommend that as a if, if someone's looking specifically for a therapist of color, that's a good starting point. Um, that's not to say that that's where all black therapists are, but a good a good a good portion of them can be found on there because not all black therapists are signed up with with Barton. So you so if you go on Barton and and you don't necessarily find anyone that I was available or you feel that you want to work with. Then, then, then you can try the wider directories available out there as well. Like there's the counselling directory, there is the BACP um, directory, and there's also the UKCP directory. Those are the three big directories that um, other therapists can be found on as well. Like other black yeah. can, be, can be found on as well. Um, we are right out of time you know thank know, you know, so good. much thank for coming on me. and you know you're always welcome and i can't wait for you to come back on again and you know talk to us um some more because it's such an important area and you can never really you know you can never really get enough of understanding you know how the mind works and obviously this ongoing battle with with racism um towards um you know people of african descent people of african you know it's just yeah it's, it's a lot but sorry, um, sorry, yeah go ahead sorry, sorry, i know i know i know we're out of time um there's a book that i can i can definitely recommend called overcoming everyday racism and this was written before everything happened so um it was literally it, it was a book ahead of the time but it's got and it really focuses on um on resilience on 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 the um, on the black, on the black and Asian experience, on the black and Asian experience. So it's not really about, it's not about fixing systemic issues. It's really about how you deal with, you deal with yourself. So it's kind of self care, environmental uh, mastery. Um, so it's, it's really about that. It's a very very personal book. Yeah. So it's overcoming everyday racism by Susan Collins.